Glad that you're here uh, to worship with us. This is a great day um, in our church. It's days like today that uh, really help us move forward in everything that God's called us to do. Um, you may be new here today or uh, new around here recently, and this might be your first time, or you're just kind of new around here. I just want to say I'm glad that you're here because you are the reason we have days like today where we are committing ourselves for the future to, to give uh, significantly in a way that helps us do some great things for the glory of God. I'm so glad somebody went before me and made a way for, for, for me to meet Christ, to uh, have a church to go to, to be a part of. And that's what we're doing today. We are providing opportunity for people in the future. As a matter of fact, our church is so committed to move forward into the future. And I, I, I think you get that. If you're around here uh, for very long, you'll know that we are really grateful for everything that has happened in the past, everything God has done for us, uh, everything God's done in us, everything God's done through us. We're going to be celebrating 28 years. Uh, amen. And just a couple of months, really. But I just want you to know that though we're grateful for all those 28 years, we are looking through the windshield and not in the rearview mirror. You know, we are looking ahead to where God wants to take us. And uh, I just realized that, that you can't live in the past and move into your future. And it does seem like uh, church or sometimes Christianity, sometimes religion wants to look back to the past and wants to go back to the past and, and kind of relive it or remember it. And, you know, thank God for the past, but thank God it's, it's over too. Anybody got any past that they're glad is over now? And you, we get to move into the future and so I do realize that Jesus taught us this idea, to whom much has been given, much is expected. And I know that I myself personally and many of you in this room have been recipients of the love of God, the grace of God, have been recipients of salvation, you've been recipients of somebody else's prayers. Uh, somebody else's uh, efforts to help you rise to a new level. And all of this has been invested into us. We get, to, we get to move it forward. We get to pass it on down. So that's what today is about, and that's what we're going to accomplish today. Hebrews 11 verse 20 has a, a phrase, this is out of the message, but, uh, but it really spoke to my heart. By an act of faith... Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau. I love this idea that we can reach into the future, that uh, the acts of faith today will create the future tomorrow. So when I pray today, I know it has an impact on tomorrow. When I read my Bible today, it has an impact on tomorrow. If I skip praying 
It has an impact on tomorrow. If I eat well today, it has an impact on tomorrow. If I eat poorly today, it comes on like a hurricane, doesn't it? And uh, I realize that, that whatever I do today is going to create tomorrow. So if I want tomatoes in my tomorrow, I've got to plant tomato seeds today. And I can't plant tomatoes and expect corn. I can't plant nothing and expect something. So Isaac, the Bible says, reached into the future. I love that idea that you and I have this ability to literally create our future, to reach into our future. And he did it, the Bible says, by blessing his sons, Jacob and Esau. In other words, by blessing the next generation, by blessing the sons that he had, by blessing who was to come, by looking forward to who was coming, he was able to reach into the future. Today is one of those moments where we get to reach into the future, where we get to create our very own future rather than just letting the future happen to us. A lot of people are victims of, of what is happening around them because they've never on purpose created a future of any kind. And we can't predict everything that will happen and create our future by with every single moment, but I will say that you can create a great life for yourself if you'll be intentional about what you do today. So uh, as part of this endeavor uh, campaign that we've had, uh, we've had this phrase, never settle. Everybody say never settle. Never settle is not a, I think you know it's not a slogan for this campaign. This, this is just the spirit of our house. That we're just never going to say, okay, this is enough. We're just going to kind of settle in and enjoy this for ourselves and to thank you for everything, God, you've done for me. We're just going to kind of settle in on it. No, never settle is the spirit of our house. And uh, it was a few couple years back for anniversary, uh, one of our church anniversaries that we stopped and we said, let's think about if we just had a blank slate of paper uh, and we just were, were going to build a brand new building, we're going to start to do ministry in a brand new way. We're just starting all over again. Forget the fact that we, we had all these years behind us, but we're just going to kind of start out from scratch. What would we do different? And one of the things we started to, to think about is if I, we were building a building today, when we first built this building, we were um, a little church in a shopping center, a couple of hundred people, three or four hundred people in a shopping center, and we built this church um, from that, a church about a third the size of this church now, um, and we built this building kind of thinking about what our future might look like and from that vantage point, and it wasn't long after we built this building that we started outgrowing it and had to build the annex, and I'm going to show you some pictures of that in just a moment. But we just got to thinking, how would we build 
differently. And so out of that whole conversation was launched this idea of endeavor. And our ushers are going to hand out a few brochures right now. Um, And if you've not received one of these, uh, you can take one. Certainly you would want a pledge card for today where you could kind of fill out your name, uh, how much you would pledge for this year from May to May, uh, what you're going to give today, what you could possibly commit on a monthly basis, and that would be here. And you'll have an opportunity in a little bit to, uh, to put that in and commit that to the Lord. But we just launched this whole endeavor thing thinking about the next generation, We're Isaac, and we're thinking about Jacob and Esau. You know, we're reaching into our future. We're thinking about reaching people who don't know Christ yet. We're thinking about getting people connected in the house of God, because when you're planted, you prosper, you flourish. That's what the Bible teaches, right? We're thinking about staying current, relevant, and and keeping things up to date as much as we possibly can, and all the new ideas about building church. We have friends that built a great church in Kansas City, and we're always kind of jealous when we go there, because they built their church new just a few years ago. They built their lobby as large as their auditorium. And they use it, and that's the way most churches would build now. But we knew if we were going to build again today, we would put children's ministry not in the back, but in the front, because it's just such an important part of our vision and who we're called to to reach and what we're called to do. And we knew that we would build our lobby a lot bigger. I remember when we first built uh, this building, and you know, like I said, we're just coming out of a shopping center, and we're just trying to make do from there. When we first moved in, this that lobby seemed like enormous. It seemed like a cavernous. It, it, but it shrunk. Sort of like your pants shrink over the years, right? It's like the lobby just, it, it seemed to get smaller and smaller. It seemed so big. And uh, we knew that if we were to build now, if we were to start from scratch, we would put more uh, emphasis on kids' ministry being up front. We'd have a bigger lobby space for connection, for fellowship, for first impression, for uh, assimilation, for just all the things that happen there. So after lots of planning and forecasting, and, oh, you got to be kidding, it can't cost that much. And budget proposals and meetings and looking at this and then taking a step back and looking again and conversations and cursing under our breath and praying and thinking and rethinking and gnashing of teeth, we have finally reached a point where we're ready <laughs> to launch into phase two. So... Phase one has taken way longer than I wanted it to take, but I always say the estimate is the lie you tell yourself to get started. If you've ever built anything, you know it, it always costs more and takes longer. You just an estimate something to get started with it. So we're going to we're going to expand the front of our facility. We've got other plans for for our facility after this when we're done with this because how many of you know there's something about this place we're just never going to settle. 
And, uh, but this is, what, this is going to be the front of our church, and, um, and we're going to double the space of our lobby. We're going to have outside connection areas, and uh, it's just going to give us a great chance to, to, uh, to have some spaces. And, and let me just say, we're not just adding to the front of our church just for the heck of doing it. We do want it to be beautiful. How many of you think God's house can be a beautiful thing? And he does deserve our very best, doesn't he? Right? But, but also, there's a lot of functionality to this. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's to put our kids' ministry check-in in a very prominent place and have it own some real real estate in our lobby. Our, we're going to move our cafe. It used to be upstairs when we thought our lobby was a cavernous. And we moved it downstairs to give us a little more room. Now we get to move it back upstairs. So now you don't even have to go downstairs to get your coffee anymore. Woohoo! And we're going to have expanded VIP Central and just, uh, you know, next steps tables and all the stuff that just happens in a lobby that, that for a church is a very functional, real thing about how we do church. But it's also going to be a gorgeous setup. It's going to be beautiful because I am convinced while we don't, we're not really looking for anything that would be ostentatious, we are looking to say God's house deserves our very best, and it should be a beautiful place. Here's what I've discovered. Excellence costs more than mediocrity, but it's worth it, right? Beauty costs more than ugly, and building costs more than it should, <laughs> in my estimation. And so, I just want to take us on a, on a short journey this morning to remind us that through the years, there have been people who said, I'm going to reach into the future. Uh, I'm going to be an endeavor partner. I'm going to be a kingdom builder. I'm going to do seize the future. That's what we have called it years past. We've had all different names, but it's all been the same idea behind. That's what's behind Endeavor now. I just want to say thank you to every Endeavor partner. Because of Endeavor partners, we're able to buy the land that we're actually on right now. We, uh, we were renting in a shopping center, and uh, we found this piece of land here in, in the beautiful metropolis of Candler, North Carolina. And we had this sign up. That's what our, that's what our uh, logo used to look like. Um, I don't know if any of you guys remember this, but that font was very cool in that day. Comic Sans. Uh, the very look of that sign is the reason I will not get a tattoo. Because we thought that looked so cool 20 years ago, and it doesn't now. Think about it. Think about it, tattooers. Think about it. But we bought this piece of land. Thank you, Endeavor Partners. And then we built this building that we're in right now, $2 million project. Uh, this facility right here, which I think we have a picture of it, coming now. And uh, we, we built this with, like I said, with a church literally a third the size of this church. And I'm just happy to report that this building is completely paid for. 
Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Endeavor Partners. And I, I am not exaggerating to say tens of thousands of people have been touched by God in this building over the years that we have been here and the multiple thousands of people have given their lives to Christ and it's happened in this building. Thank you to Endeavor Partners. Well, as we got going in this building, we, we started to outgrow it pretty quickly and we had to add the annex on uh, to the back and now we are, we haven't finished paying for the annex yet. We're more than halfway through, but we are still, we're, we're, we're doing this with Endeavor Funds and uh, we're always improving and making it better. And that's where I have, we have kids ministry. Um, we have youth ministry that happens there. There's a middle school service going on right now. Um, I would I tell you, if you were to come by our church Monday night, you would see the parking lot full of cars. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, third, I mean, literally almost every day of the week, you're going to find people in these buildings being touched by God, being prayed for, being encouraged, being ministered to, connecting. It's happening all the time. Endeavor Partners helped us to do this. Uh, so thank you, Endeavor Partners, for making all this possible. This, is, this has been somebody who's reached into the future to make all this available for us. Then we've renovated our lobby space, um, which we've done several times back and forth, and um, trying to make it beautiful, and trying to make it functional, and trying to make it the best space it could possibly be. And Endeavor Partners have helped us be able to, to do that. We were able to update our sound and video system a few years ago, um, we, we had a bunch of TV equipment that we literally had gotten to the point where we were duct taping, I'm not exaggerating, duct taping it together. Uh, and we had to upgrade to, to the newer system. Because you know, when your iPhone is two years old, it's out of date. All apologies to those of you who still use flip phones. But we, had, we knew it was time. We needed to upgrade our sound system and upgrade our video systems. Endeavor Partners helped us do this. We built Adventure Rock uh, to reach our kids. And um, the truth is, almost every week, I'll meet somebody that's come to church. And, and maybe the adult is still trying to decide if they want to come to church. But every kid that ever comes to our church goes, Mom, I want to go back. Well, why not? Come on, a lot of people just grew up with flannel boards, you know, and we, we built this for our kids because we love our kids and we want to reach kids. And how important is it to reach into the next generation and help them connect with God? We were even able to replace the chairs that you're sitting on right now. Yeah, yeah, we, we, had, we had a bunch of chairs that were almost 20 years old and we had worn them out. They were mushy. And uh, it was time to upgrade, and plus they were green, and we just, we needed to change them. So we actually gave our chairs to a, a church plant in Arkansas, and they were thrilled to have our old nasty chairs. <laughs> and, uh, and, and now, we have, now we have new chairs. Thank you, Endeavor Partners. But you know, can I just say, it's not just like... Not just for us. Through Endeavor Giving, we've been able to do Easter marketing this past year. Uh, we still have some of these billboards around town right now. Uh, and we're just saving them up for next year's Easter. But uh, this past Easter, we had 55 people give their life to Christ. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. 
uh, Christmas Eve marketing, and uh, we just use these, you know, we're, we're doing billboards, we're doing yard signs, we're doing everything we can to try to get people into the house of God so that we can have their lives be touched. And then we've gone to the nations, we, uh, Nicaragua, uh, we have ministered in places that literally have no running water, no electricity, and, and no me. Uh, in those kind of places, but we have teams that have gone there, and we have sent resource and supply to make that happen. We, we bought a piece of land in Los Brasiles that looked like this, and you know, the thing is, you may never go to Nicaragua, but you can buy, help buy a piece of land in Nicaragua by your giving to endeavor. We bought this piece of land and then we started to work on it and made it into this beautiful facility where kids are being fed, kids are being taught, kids are being introduced to Christ. We're impacting a community. Thank you, Endeavor Partners, for making this kind of stuff happen. In just a couple of weeks, we're going to Romania, and uh, we've got another team going again, and we, we've been able to impact the way people live their daily life as a result of Endeavor Partners giving. We have, uh, we have uh, dug freshwater wells in numerous places around the world. Endeavor giving has helped make this happen. People who don't even have any fresh water at all now have it because of you and me sowing into Endeavor. I didn't have to go dig a well, but I could send resource that would dig a well, and now they're drinking fresh water because of something we gave. That is a beautiful thing. Amen. We, missions, conferences, we, we've done, this is Cameroon, and there's over 400 pastors and leaders at this conference, and we paid the way for the majority of them to be able to come to this conference. Some of them had never been encouraged, never been trained, never had an opportunity like this. They'd never have this opportunity if it wasn't for some of us saying, you know what, I believe in going beyond just my own survival, and I am going to sow into another nation. Now, I keep getting travel alerts, don't go to Cameroon anymore. It's too dangerous to go now. I'm glad we had an opportunity to, to sow into these guys a couple of years ago and make a difference. And, it, and now, we're also, uh, our Kids Rock facility, we are renovating that and upgrading that. And some of it's just got worn out and abused and abused and old tile. And now we're putting down new flooring and um, renovating the rooms and new uh, new look all together. And I want to encourage you, maybe you've never go over there. You don't have a reason to go over there. We're kind of having an open house right now. If you want to head over there and just see everything that's going on, it's beautiful. It's a great place. And I think our kids deserve it. I think we got to do it to reach the next generation. So let me just say thank you to people who actually own this and understand this. Thank you. Somebody reached into the future to us to create all this. So we've got this project that's in front of us that's uh, like a million dollar plus project. And, and we've tried to, every way we can to keep it as, as reasonable and good stewardship as, as we possibly can. And a lot of you are here today because you, 
you believe in and you want to be a part of this great mission. I, I never feel bad about asking people to give to advance the kingdom of God. I've seen too many lives touched. I've seen too many things that have been so positive that I know there's a lot of us here today that say, I want to do my very best to make sure God's kingdom goes forward. And you know what? I honestly believe it's a real sign of maturity when people move from being just a consumer to becoming a contributor. When, when somebody takes that place that Isaac took and said, by an act of faith, I'm going to reach into the future. I'm not just going to take care of myself. So I'm asking those of you especially that are part of this church family that really believe in what God is doing in us, through us, for us, and wants to do in our future, I'm asking you to prayerfully consider sowing the very best endeavor offering or the very best offering that you've ever given. Suzette and I have participated in all of it, all the years that our church has been in existence. But I promise you this year, we are committing to give the very best we've ever given. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm, I'm leaning into this so hard personally and why I'm asking you to lean into it. I, I really believe God wants to make the 2017 version of the Rock Church to be the best version ever. And, and I'm inviting our church, you could be on the launch team for the best year yet for the Rock Church. We've had a lot of great years, there's no question. But I believe this could be the best year yet. Now you know what, you know, you know the truth is we all know this, the church is not a building. The church meets in a building. We are the church. So if this is going to be the best version ever that's existed of the Rock Church, then I'm encouraging you to lean in and be the most loving Rock Church that ever existed, to be the hardest praying Rock Church that ever existed. I said to be the hardest praying Rock Church that ever existed, to be to be the most engaged, leaning in. No, 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 we're not going to settle. We're not going to kick back and just coast our way in. No, we're going to be the most engaged rock church ever. I want us to be the greatest worshiping rock church that's ever existed in 28 years. Like, when it's worship time, we're all full on, from the front all the way to the back. Love you in the back. And I think we could be the most generous version of the Rock Church that's ever existed. We are the church. And this is what makes it happen. So a few weeks ago, I was teaching this idea of the rain factor. And there was a verse of Scripture, as Scripture does, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Of God, and this scripture just began to awaken faith inside of me. Deuteronomy 28 12. It says, The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season, 
and to bless. Everybody say bless. To bless all the work of your hand. But this last part of this verse really spoke to me. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And I thought, wouldn't it be awesome if we leaned into this thing as a church family and could raise the cash for this project so that we wouldn't have to borrow a thing to make this happen? Now, I believe we can do it. I believe we can do it. Like I said, we built this building with a church a third the size of this many years ago that liked Comic Sans font. Some of you don't even understand that as a joke. I think it's time for us to move forward. I think it's time for us to get this done and to, to, to make this happen. But I hope we are all on this same page and realize that this is not just, this is not about buildings and lobbies and cafes. This is about people. This is about reaching people for Christ. It's about rescuing kids, rescuing people who are broken and helping them find their fullness of life in Christ. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a couple of uh, amazing people in our church, for sure, more than a couple, but Dakota Blakely. Uh, this is Dakota and his lovely wife, Jen. They're recently married in the past couple years. And I'm just getting to know Jen a little bit, but I know Dakota really well because Dakota started coming to our church when he was like, I don't know, five or six years old. And I just, I, I remember when Dakota and his mom and his stepdad, who really has been his dad, you know, they came into our church. They, they were, they, they had no hope, no vision for the future, uh, coming out of kind of a difficult situation with family life. And they come in here and God breathes into his mom, Crystal. Uh, and I mean, her life is transformed in every imaginable way. And because of, of the, the power of the gospel, the power of a renewed mind in, in Christ. And I'm just saying, this is a, this is a guy, a, a very talented young man, comes into our church at five years old, gets invested into for now a couple of decades, and now is growing up, loving God, wanting to serve the purpose of God. Now, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> that's what we're after. Is is there? There's a, there's another five year old that's in the annex right now. That's going to be the next generation of leadership for the church, and we're making the investments that make that happen. And then even recently, in the last year and a half or so, a young man, Sean Robinson, has come into our church, and it's just. I have to say, it's been a beautiful thing to me to watch this. You know, high school kid, young man, come into our church and, and coming from a very difficult situation and God just raising him up and pouring into him and watching him just flourish in the house of God and become a young man. And, and I'm thinking, this is, this is what we're after. This is what we're reaching for. You know, the, all the stats would tell us this, 90% 
of those who receive Christ are going to do so before they're 18 years old. So that means reaching them young is a very valuable thing. Of Sean's generation, only 4% profess to be Christians right now. My generation, baby boomer generation, 35% of my generation professes to be Christian. And look at the trouble our nation is in now with my generation leading. And one-third of us are supposed to be Christians. Imagine the future with a generation that has only 4%. I'm saying we can't just settle in and coast our way in on this thing. We need to believe God and lean in and pray and reach and love and give and serve to reach that generation. We're not playing. This is not playing. This is not, we're not playing church. There are people that are going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell. There are people that are going to live on this planet with a breath of heaven or a blast of hell in their life. We're not, we're not playing games with this. We, are, we love to have fun around here, but we are serious as we can possibly be about the vision and the mission and the cause that God has given to us. And I believe that there would be nothing better for us to invest our energy, our talent, our time, and even our resources into, there's nothing that could be greater than reaching people for Christ. Nothing. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying the other, your house is important and your vacation is important and your car is important and your clothes. I'm not saying any of that is unimportant. I'm just saying the greatest thing. And if in a few years, our life is going to be over. It's going to be gone. And all this stuff that God's entrusted to us, what are we going to do with it? And this is our opportunity to say, you know what? I am going to reach into the future. By an act of faith today, I am going to reach into the future. Our church is committed to move forward into the future. Amen. Now, I want to show you a video. In just a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to bring your tithe, to bring offering, to fill out a pledge card and bring that uh, up in just a minute. We're going to worship together with that. But I know sometimes it's easy for us to kind of push off and go, I would like to be involved in that, but this is going on right now. And I just, I want to encourage you to take hold of the opportunity that's in front of you today. And by an act of faith, sow into 
making the future happen. This is a great family in our church that is going through a, a, you know, a situation. God's blessing them, but, uh, but they're choosing to be involved in endeavor giving and endeavor being a, an endeavor partner, even though it would be easy for them to go, you know, I, I, this may not be the best time. We should probably step back a little bit. So I want you to check out this video and get introduced to the Cathcarts here. Hi, we're Rhett and Jamie Cathcart. We've been coming to the Rock Church now for about three and a half years. Uh, we are Endeavor Partners, uh, something that we strongly believe in. Uh, it's uh, very important to us because we believe in the next generation. I remember one of the first Sundays that we came to the Rock Church. Uh, it was in December and, and they were starting to promote the Endeavor Christmas offering. And Pastor Kirk shared about all the the exciting things that they were planning on doing with that and international missions and local missions and more importantly for me it was the the updates and the the changes that they were getting ready to pour into to kids rock and and at that moment i was like i know we're home when we moved back from arkansas um it was actually a really difficult season for me. While we were in Arkansas, we were planning a fantastic church, um, but we had found out that we could not have kids on our own. I always felt like I was supposed to be a mom. And um, I remember when Rhett called me and told me that he had gotten an amazing job offer in North Carolina and that we were moving back home. I was excited to go home, but at the same time, I was a little upset that we weren't coming home with a baby. A couple months after we had gotten back and we were regular attenders at the Rock Church, there was a message one Sunday morning that really spoke to me and I felt like God was saying to me, it's time for you to trust me. It's time for you to trust me with your future, with you know your hopes and your dreams and 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 I've got this and and I finally stepped back and said okay you know it's yours I, I gave up the control and I decided that if it was just gonna be Rhett and I um, that we were gonna be great we had already been blessed immensely um, and that that life was gonna be good I'd say probably like three to four weeks after that we got a phone call from one of our friends and one of our family members was pregnant and she wanted to give the baby up for adoption. And a few months after that, we brought Harper home from Arkansas. Um, and I just remember thinking to myself and, and talking to friends and family and saying that I wish that through that season of um, darkness that I had continued to praise God, that I had continued to thank Him for everything that he had already given us. Uh, this, this phase in our life has been quite a bit different. About a year ago, I lost my job. It hasn't been terrible. You know, God looks after us, so it's been uh, actually very, very pleasant for our family. We, uh, we feel very blessed. Um, and we haven't stopped giving to Endeavor. We didn't really discuss it or talk it through. We just knew um, you know, it was the right thing to do. Um, throughout our married life, uh, we've always participated in tithing and um, endeavor-type programs where you give up above and beyond the tithe. And it's been interesting, you know, how God has continued to bless us uh, through those times. And, and even now, uh, without a job for a year, we've continued to be blessed. And it's a wonderful thing. Uh, we uh, have seen the videos and we think highly of the, the young people that are at church and, and how this church has influenced their lives. 
And we, we think about the next generation that are coming in the door today and that will be coming in the door tomorrow. And we just want a, a great place for them. So we're, we're excited about this, this phase of uh, endeavor. And we are truly believing this will be our biggest endeavor offering to date. You know, I just, I appreciate people that, that like them, you know, here Red has uh, been out of work for a little bit of time, is actively looking for the next season for work for them, but they're not letting their situation dictate to them how they're going to obey God and, and what they're going to do. And I just want to encourage you, I don't know, you know, where your head is at on all that kind of thing, but you got to understand that, you know, you sow a seed today that creates a future tomorrow. And it could be that in your, your moment uh, where you're thinking, man, I should probably pull back. That might be the very moment that you need to lean in and give God your very best. So um, there are these pledge cards. If you don't have one, uh, if you raise your hand, the ushers could bring one to you and just you could give us your information and the, the amount that you would pledge for this next year endeavor goes from May to May for us and what you're going to give today and if you would want to make a monthly commit to this and just believe in God to do great things in our church and believe in God to do great things in you uh, as a result of this. So uh, in a moment, we're all going to stand together. Uh, our team is going to lead us in worship. And then you, you can bring your tithe. You can bring offering. You can bring pledge. You can bring it all, and we'll put it together here. Then we're going to pray and just believe God for an incredible future. Anybody excited with me? Come on. Amen. So let's all stand together, if you would, please. And our team's going to lead us in worship. And you can bring your stuff and put it in now. Thanks. Hey, join me. Let's pray over this offering right now. Father, as we come before you today, planting this seed into the advancement of your kingdom on the earth. We are looking into the future, Father. We are seeing children coming to you. We're seeing healthy marriages being raised up. We're seeing fresh water wells being dug. We're seeing nations being reached. We're seeing generations brought in. Father, we're seeing your name glorified. And I'm praying for every person that is going to be touched because of this that's given today. Every life that's going to be impacted. We believe there's no way to tell how much harvest is in this seed. And I am praying for every person that has given today by an act of faith, some even by an act of sacrifice, just walking in obedience to your spirit calling on our heart. I am praying that you will honor your word and that the seed they have sown will produce an abundant harvest for their life. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord together. Amen. I do want to say, and we're just a couple more minutes left in this meeting, and I do, I do want to say thank you to everyone who gets it, who owns it, and is, and is helping uh, move the ball down the field. I, I want to take a moment to pray. 
It might be that you are here today and you have never actually just submitted your life to Jesus, just given your life to Him. And maybe you've always thought it was like, I had to get my act together before I could do that, but that's not the way it works. You just surrender the person you are now to the Lord and let Him have His way in your life and then you'll be amazed what He could do in your world. Maybe you're here today and there was a day when you used to be close to God, closer than you are now, and whatever, something has happened to come between you and your relationship with the Lord, today would be an amazing and beautiful day for you to come home to Jesus. Or maybe you're just here and you feel unsure about where you really stand. I don't want anybody to walk out of this place without a sense of confidence. My life is securely in the hands of God. So if you would join me again, just to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're here today, you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I want to give my life to Christ. I need to come back to him, or I just want to be sure that I'm right with him. Would you pray with me? I want you to lift your hand real high and say, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, all over the room. Thank you. God bless you. Way over here. Hands all over the room. Come on. This is, this is your moment to surrender. This is your moment to give your life to a God who loves you, who's for you, and watch him do great things in your world. Is there anybody else? They would just say, yeah, raise your hand real high. Be brave and just raise it up. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. I want us all to pray a prayer together. Uh, This is for everybody all over the room that lifted their hand, but I'd like for us all to say this prayer together. Let's all say this. Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned. I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start, a new beginning as I give my life to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Amen. Thank you, guys.